Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. All right, it's the Bootleg Kev Podcast. We got a special guest today. Shout out to uh, my boy Kid Ink, you know what I'm saying? He's going to be on the podcast today. Um, he got a new album out. It's called Alive. Uh, and, uh, yo, we talked for an hour, hour and a half. Great conversation with the homie Kid Ink. I've been friends with him for a very long time. Somebody who's done it independently real big. Somebody who's done it on the major level real big. And somebody who's currently grinding on that independent hustle. His first studio album in six years uh, is officially out. So shout out to Kid Ink. Um, and shout out to our sponsors, man. Shout out to Odd Socks, our single sponsor. All right? Always representing let me tell you something about Odd Socks. They got the drawers popping now. Yeah, that's right. You get you the socks, get you the mask, get the slippers, and now you get some fucking underwear. Yeah. Some fucking... You want Hulk Hogan on your dick? Literally? They got Hulk Hogan drawers. Top ramen drawers. Ghostbuster drawers. All kinds of greatness. So go to oddsocksofficial.com. Keyword. Bootleg Kev and save 20% at checkout. And it, yo, if you support Odd Socks, it's like you supporting the podcast, man, because that's our family over there. And they got great products. And we want you to get get them great products. So go fuck with Odd Socks, man. And let's get into the new uh, episode with uh, the homie Kid Inc. It's the Boulay Kev Show podcast, etc. Boulay Kev podcast, Boulay Kev Show special guest. Turn on my things off. Kid Inc. is here, ladies and gentlemen. What's happening? What's up, buddy? Nothing, man. Let me turn my phones off. So make yeah, sure you got to turn the phones off, bro. Buzzing in here. Uh, first of all, man, uh, I feel like I ain't seen you since the pandemic. Well, did I see you? During the- I ain't seen you since the pandemic. You. No. Did we see each other? I think I saw you on FaceTime. Yeah, I think yeah, so. That's probably what it was. You know, that's seeing people. These yeah, days. I think, uh, yeah, it's been a crazy year, man. Yeah. Um, how have you, like, uh, you know, how has the pandemic kind of, like, has it affected what you do or what maybe what, some things you had planned? Like, how did it kind of affect life for you, bro? Um, I mean, it affected me like everybody else as far as, Obviously, the slowdown of traveling and mm-hmm. work. I mean, I, you know, what I'm saying work traveling all day. So, I had probably like two overseas tours. I had like an Asia tour. I had an Australia tour. I had a college run. Mm-hmm. As soon as the pandemic hit, all that got shut. Yeah, down. I know. You, like, every year <laughs> you do your runs in like the Middle East. You go to Dubai. Yeah, you I had, all I had a stuff. lot to do. Dubai. Everything was was ready to go for that run. And uh, you know, what I'm saying I had actually was in Dubai. February and I had heard about everything that was going on. I was as I was out there and how it was like a, these possible lockdowns and da, da, da. and then I made it home just in time. Wow! <laughs> like literally, I think a couple days after I made it home, which actually had made it home, my daughter was born the day I made it home. Wow! And then on on Valentine's Day, and then the whole thing shut down. So I had to handle all that. Like, so was the day you got because was your wife with you in Dubai? Because usually she nah, travels with you. She didn't go with you because uh-uh, she was pregnant. And right, she right, was right, right. Close to delivering. So you, know what I'm you got back the day she yeah, gave birth. Yeah. So you 
Can you I imagine if you would have gotten the next day? Yeah. <laughs> I was in the in the airport sweating. Like, shit. Like, Woo. I got to get back fast. Like, hold on. Just don't, don't, like. Yeah, no, literally in the airport telling, hold on, I'm going to be there in a minute. Just a couple yeah, just, hours. Just, just chill. Yeah. yeah. I'm on the layover, please. Damn, that's crazy. That's baby number two? Baby number two. Wow. And that was different because I had to, like, really handle all that, you know what I'm saying, dolo at the crib. Everything was kind of shut down. We weren't able to go to the hospital. All and then the you're time. being like extra yeah. careful because you got a baby. Oh, I was super careful. But that, I guess that was easy too because having a new baby, you're already super careful. Mm-hmm. So I was already stocked up on everything, everything. like hand sanitizers and right, this right, and that right, and right, all right. that. Everything that people was panicking over for a minute, I was a little stocked up early because I already had to worry about I was the, the baby. S- so. I was the same way. As soon as uh, we had... Uh, shout out Doc Winter He had like some homie Who worked for I don't know Some government agency <laughs> And was like Yo this shit's really About to get shut down I think it was yeah. about A week before it happened And I went to Ralph's And just I was that asshole Who had like Cases of ROM I still in my garage Still have like A whole entire supply of shit That is like Just sitting there Yeah it's a bunch of y'all man Cause y'all Y'all went to the store And cleaned it out And then uh, I was I had, in bro, the store When I, I went to the store It was dry I it just like- I just ran out of toilet paper <laughs> Right. I ain't bought toilet paper in a year. Yesterday, I went down to the closet to see, like, oh, I gotta go get get, get the new. I was like, oh, we we finally out. Why was everybody so worried about toilet paper? Because ass paper is like essential, bro. Imagine the most, that was the most essential thing. Like every time you take a shit, you got to take a shower. Then if you if you don't have yeah, the toilet paper, I know people like that. Yeah, I'm like that too. <laughs> Listen, if it's a rough, if it's a rough, it's a, it's, it's a rough. One. If it's one of those, you got to jump in the shower. You know, obviously, but you know. Shout out to my wife, you know. I'm like, listen, if we're gonna have sex, I'm gonna take a shower anyway, so you don't gotta worry about it. But nonetheless, um, damn. So you raising an infant during COVID. Your wife, you were just telling me your wife just opened a new business during COVID. Yeah. So you was just dealing with a lot of shit, huh? It was a lot going on, but I think you know, I set myself up. Luckily, like I was already working on the gym. So like everybody who was like, dang, the gym closed. Yeah, I've seen you in your garage getting swole. I was in the garage getting getting crazy. And then, uh, you know what I'm saying? I got the studio at the house. So mm. that was like mandatory of just, you know what I'm saying? I'm at the crib, ain't, you know what I'm saying? It's work. <laughs> I ain't got nowhere else to go. I ain't traveling nothing. So it was easier to kind of, I think, dial in and just be creative and just have fun because it really wasn't nothing else to think about or worry about like that. So a lot of this album, did you record it at home? All of it. All of I it. I recorded at the crib. All of it I recorded at the crib, mixed at the crib, mastered at the crib. Everything was so you kind of rushed <laughs> this whole joint, yeah, man. I, I besides I, you, you, you worked with the producer, yeah, because it, what it is, man. I, I definitely, I put it, and it, it took a little longer than I wanted, just because, of course, I, I was telling you earlier, it started off as like this type of idea, and was only going to do seven records, right. and then I love these seven records so much, and I was like, man, I feel like I need like three more, and then I need, and then it started right. to grow into this bigger turn it project, to an album. It turned into a full album. That's why even before, it was like two songs that we had dropped because it wasn't really a thought process of doing that album until we dropped those two songs and then seeing how me and Ism were working together and how easy it was. Because I could have put together a project with a bunch of different producers. I could right. all kind of beats. I still got so many different records. But the business still, you know what I'm saying, takes time and clearing people. And It's much easier to just work with one guy. Like, yeah, look, we got an agreement. Let's, let's right, and get it done, especially when you're not working with the big label who, you know what I'm saying, maybe a lot of those people are already cleared right, through your right. label or it's just an easier system where, you know what I'm saying, I'm independent and we got to handle a lot of clearing and making sure these people Yourself. get points and publishing and keeping track of all that stuff. And it was like, Ism is the homie. He's been the homie. We've already had records together and... He's nice and he's a goat, low key. And, uh, so you know what I'm saying. We just—it was somebody I felt like I could work with and get so many different type of records done, compared to you know what I'm saying. If I worked with some other producer, maybe mm-hmm. it would just all sound to the same, to where this still sounds cohesive, but right, it's right. not like boxed in. Tonight. So the uh, when you first went independent, you came on me and Head Show and like we did an interview, announced it, and you know made a big deal of it. Um, you've been independent for a while now. Um, what are the, th- I mean, you started off independent. This is yeah. how you came into the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? By yeah. the way, is Up and Away gold now? Yeah, I, I think so. I know records it's off of it are gold. Or, or Definitely records are gold. You know, I don't, I gotta, I, I stop. It's I gotta be, be close. I looking at all the numbers, but I just waiting and people be giving me plaques like, yo, this went gold. And it, it feels great when the, 
the indie records go go because right. it's like plus that's more money in the bank you know what I mean more money in the bank and it, it just you know what I'm saying makes me feel a little bit more like you know what I'm saying even now with just records like I did all this dolo some of them in the closet like you know what right, I'm saying right, right, right. before it was any bread and those records got plaques now they definitely still mean a little bit more sometimes in those other records that I kind of knew were gonna go mm-hmm. like oh no, that's gonna go it's gonna be it's right. gonna be one no but like coming back to being independent and and being back in that space for a while now, like what are the things that you've kind of like had to adjust to that you weren't used to with being with RCA for so long? Cause you had a a very long run with RCA. Uh, adjusting. I mean, I guess, you know, cause it's, it's, everything is more hands-on. Like I said, clearances and just certain things as far as, the business are probably a little bit more, but I'm not always, you know what I'm saying? Luckily I got Will to, you know what I'm saying? Help me with the business side of things while I still have to do the creative side. But I mean, of course, relationships uh, might be a little bit different, you know, for me going independent, i tell you, you know, the, I don't get a independent rate. <laughs> so everything that's like was already what it was or features or production costs, a lot of that stuff is still, same as when Kid Ink was with RCA, so you gotta think that's still just coming out of my bag. So, you mm. know what I'm saying? I guess you know those are certain things you gotta probably adjust to more than you know what I'm saying when you were a little bit more free with doing certain things or samples and you know just keeping it a little bit more in house so you don't have to worry about all these other stresses that you were able to let somebody else worry about. Right, right, because right, a whole team of people all the variables work. you now got to deal with. Supposed yeah, to keeping it kind of like, like you said, like, hey, when we're working with one producer, that means we got to do with one guy to get these records cleared. Like, yeah, opposed to like getting, you know what I'm saying, stuff back and you be, or it just the business come back and you be like, dang, why y'all got to make this so difficult? Or like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm rocking. Like, we doing independent. Let's just put something out. Let's just See work. Everybody wants to, yeah, not even to eat. Like, we'll figure it out and I'm going to make sure everybody's taken care of it. Not most importantly, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you get your bag up front, but. I think it when it comes down to all that extra points and publishing stuff that I don't, my brain don't get all right, the way right, into right. like that. I start getting confused. Like, man, now it's been a month since we've been talking about all this. Right, right. I don't even want to do this record no more. Like, right, I wanted right, right. to put this out in this time frame right now. And I've had that happen where I didn't get a record out when I wanted to put it out because the business took so long. And then it's like, bro, I, I just this was a summer record. Now it's November, and you just want me to feel like. I got the same energy. I'm going to get the same response mm. from this. So, again, working with Ism, it was like, all right, I could lock these records. And I could tell him, this is my beat. Like, I want to lock this in. And I don't have to worry about two weeks later or a month later, he told me, like, yo, I sold Yo, that. I sold that beat. I gave it to someone. The right? one that you had, like, I gave someone it to somebody. Someone else hopped on it. It's crazy. It that part- happens to me four times a year. <laughs> nah, because, you know, producers just be sending out packs and then, and records that I felt like, well, oh, this is my single. And then, Unfortunately, and then they'll be like, well, look, this other guy's got it, and, you know, it's bro. a major label, it's a bigger bag. Like, right, and then I, I'm a, of course I want to tell you, like, nah, but I'm not going to tell my homie, like, especially somebody I rock with, like, don't go get the bag and make, you know, it's definitely a trade now, and I'm going to let you go get this bag, bro, so I take still care of me the next go round. take care of me these packs, and when you get hot, don't, don't forget. Like, right, 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 right. But, you know, it is what it is on that hand. So you've had, like, a pretty wild journey as far as like your come up you came up with like a just a crazy cult following fan base um mixtapes your first independent album and then when you signed you caught one with show me that was like fucking how many streams is that thing how many times platinum is that record i mean it's shoot i don't know it definitely went on one of uh chris brown's like records and i was like oh breaking records for chris nah, it's, i think it's, it was it's and but it wasn't let's let's be real though it wasn't as if I got signed though and then like show me came out no 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 you were putting so, out other records like we did we did try like the Meek Mill Wild right right badass the record, the badass record and, then and um, I had a couple other singles and I think what I was had, the one lifted produced it uh fuck it had like a screwed up like hook the uh, bossing up bossing up yeah we yes. had the bossing up record then I remember I threw Ferg. And, and French on the remix mm-hmm. And then we had some I had some records that were going No, no, you had records Still for the More so for the core fans But I felt like Definitely When the Show Me hit It was like Show Me was like over, right? Yeah. So so then like You you kind of 
go on this run where you have all of these records that are kind of in similar vein to show me not necessarily the same but like you know r&b hooks 100 bpm type joints you know what i'm saying very successful huge tours you're on the chris brown tour i mean all these tours um do you feel like that that kind of started to eat away at your like core following or like the ability for new fans to come in and tap in with like what some of your earlier fans fell in love with. Cause I feel like a lot of fans kind of the newer fans that were coming in yeah, started to kind of just see you as like the radio guy. Definitely. Uh, it was definitely like I had two separate <laughs> fans, especially when you would go to the shows and I would have to like, please the core fans and the new fans at the same time. And you could see the difference in the energies or whatever. But I think, you know, <clears throat> at the time when show me came out, I loved the record, but it wasn't in my head that it was like, all right, we're going to keep busting these down more so than people were asking for me to bust those down. Right, like right. the DJs was telling me like, yo, we love this. And there's, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you, you know what I'm saying? Always, and it felt like something that was simple too And everybody was telling me Yo, you sound great doing this You sound comfortable doing this And it was like, alright, cool You know what I'm saying I'll rock with it As you know, much as the hits come through Like I'm not going to run away from a hit record But uh, I definitely wasn't looking forward to it being like the Not necessarily I'm going to take credit for You know what I'm saying Having a sound But when people are like That's the kidding sound I don't want them to be like That's the only sound he can do. That kidding can do For the new fans Because I know it's fans that Know what it is. Well, because like Time of Your Life, which was kind of the first record that you had any radio success with, was I think like 60 some odd BPMs. It was super melodic and it was just you. And those, to me, when I talk to certain people, like those are kidding records. Like for a nice group, especially people who really know me or people who've been rocking. Like when I put on something like that, they go, oh, that reminds me of a kidding record or the Up and Away vibes. It's like that's a kidding record or that's the album that a lot of people familiarize with me before show me they're like this is the sound that he had or the type of music he was creating and then you know when show me came out not only did was it it was a whole new way to even listen to music at one point too mm-hmm. like you know what i'm saying the people who were listening to those other records sometimes still go to those old websites and stuff to listen to that stuff because it's not even available nowhere yeah you gotta go in that piff yeah people still be going on there like yo what i've had somebody ask me like yo you should put something out on that piff and i was like so you just so you can listen to it like i'm trying to figure that's not yeah like what you know i mean yeah shout shout out to that piff no shout out but i'm just saying it would be stupid of you to put something out solely on that piff (laughs) in 2021 in 2021 would make any sense right so it's like the, the new fans who only get up to what they got on Spotify and Apple and all that stuff like that, they got they can only backtrack so far. And I be thinking, too, like, it'll be people like, yo, you should do a feature with this person. I'd be like, I did. I did, like, two back then. I mean, they're not on the streaming networks now, but it's, it is what it is. So I don't know what else, you know what I'm saying, to do besides that, but accept it and then just move forward and kind of just – Work through it and now just show and prove that I'm independent. I got obviously more room. So, yeah, now you're independent and you can do whatever you want. At the same time, I had this like a. I remember when Tyga was making like. Before Taste happened, Tyga was making some wild records that were like, what are you doing, bro? Like, I forget. He was he was singing and doing yeah, like an R&B album, right? He was it was it was horrible. It just wasn't good. Shout out to Tiger. I'm saying me personally, Blue Lake Kev. I did not. I did not enjoy that. And I remember just thinking to myself, like, bro, this shit is a no brainer. Like Tiger, just put out some Tiger shit, and then he put Taste out, and I was like, bruh. I feel you on that. Do you feel like? Because I I heard you got some some shit in the cut. I actually heard the record you got with Rumor. Shout out to Rumor. Yeah. Shout out to bro. I don't know. Was it was Nelly supposed to get on that song? Uh, we we played it. What happened was we played it for Nelly. Uh, I okay, I think I think because I think when Rumor played it for me, he's like, "Yo, Nelly's getting on this." Yeah, we had played it for Nelly and brought it through, and then instead we ended up doing two other records. You and Nelly, uh, or you and Rumor? Me, Rumor, and Nelly did one other record. Okay, and me Maybe, and I, me and Nelly got like four records in the can. That, oh cause shit, we just be working because that's the bro. So sometimes he'll just pull up to the crib, and then I just be playing. That's all I do is play. But beat, I guess so I like I feel like you have the like kind of. The like, like if you were to do a record like Show Me or you know what, what whatever right now, independently, yeah, 
you make so much money off of that song, uh, right? Because yeah. you, it's yours now. Yeah. So I mean, because I, I know you made a conscious decision to be like, yo, don't send me these beats. Like, don't like like this. You you know, I, yeah. I, I'm close with you and your your team. So I'm right. like, like I know you made a conscious decision to be like, look, like, stop sending me mustard beats. Stop sending me, you know, these kind of records. Have you thought like, yo, look, now that I'm independent, like, if I catch one now, it's like way different. Have you thought of like saying like, hey, fuck it, let's see what happens, like? Absolutely. I think I think what it was was when I was asking people not to send me that stuff, I just needed it for like my mental and like creative space right. to be able to open up and not just I just needed it for myself. So I, I cuz I was feeling boxed in or insecure about if I could take it a different direction still whatever the case may be. So but of course I looked back and even just listening to certain records or or just getting beats and then just having something to it so quickly and being like and this is low-key a smash I definitely told myself like I'm not running away from nothing Especially now that you know what I'm saying Summer's on the way I got a nice little stash up for the summer And it's a I know that you know It's a vibe that people you know what I'm saying Enjoy and I know that I love making you know what I'm saying Music that make people feel good And I've been missing the summer I'm not gonna lie So I just Dude I've heard some songs that you don't have out That are like What was the re- There's a record that I know Will was trying to get Kane Brown on Oh yeah that's like a hit. Yeah, that's like a hit. And that shit's like a year and a half, two years old. That's like a smash. Like man. these are records that you just got, yeah. just yeah. tucked off. But it just needs the perfect the perfect person singing on that hook, and I just it got to get right. You but feel me, though? It's like you got though. records like that that are like crazy. Yeah, so I, and, and it was like, I think it was just all a timing thing. So like that's I, like a soundtrack or like the theme song to like, you know, yeah, SummerSlam like type big, shit. Fast and Furious type, Ex- you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Into the movie. You know, yeah. Do you feel kind of like if you know you have like, okay, look, like you said, I got, you got shit tucked. Like this to me, I think is yeah. like a dope project because it's something that's like, you're independent now. So why not do a whole project with a producer? Yeah. Right. Um, but if you know like, hey, look, I got this, 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 and this. Being independent, is it like a little bit harder to be like, look, guys, if we're going to drop this. We got to make sure we got all of these ducks in a row yeah. because we want to make sure it has the best chance to be as big as it should be. Does it give you kind of cold feet to drop something like that now that you're independent? Or is it like more like timing? Like, like you know what I'm saying? Because you got, like you said, you have some big records, yeah. bro. Like, I feel like your biggest joints you have, you've been you've been sitting on for a while. <laughs> That's what people tell me all the time. Now, I, I think it's definitely a... A timing thing. I don't like you said. Getting the ducks in a row for sure. Like after I got the project done, it was more so like, all right, now how are we gonna line it up a certain way and give ourselves enough time to be able to do boom, 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 boom. Cause it, and it was like initially, initially I was like, I wanted to put it out at this time. It went two months over the time I wanted to put it out, just trying to perfect it the way I wanted it to sound. Right, and then. Of course, I immediately wanted to put it out, but then he stepped back and it's like, nah, nah, nah I'm not gonna do that. It's not a surprise project. Like, I want to give it its full potential, and, and you know what I'm saying, let it be seen and heard, and and give it what it needs to really, you know what I'm saying, have some success instead of just putting it out. And which with records I've done before, by just wanting to put something out just to have content out, right? And then they gotta kind of get overlooked, not just be not because the record wasn't hot, it's right. just it got overlooked because it right. wasn't put out in a certain manner to, you know what I'm saying, succeed. So with this project, I definitely at first kind of just wanted to get the content out and let people kind of gravitate towards it the way they want. But I still want to have some type of impact, especially being from where I was to going independent. I don't want to lowball and be like, oh, I'm independent now and now I'm not doing things this big. Like mm. <laughs> I'm not giving you, you know what I'm saying, the same type of energy because I'm independent. I'm just throwing some music out there and seeing what happens. Like I definitely don't want it to be nothing like that. There's been this big narrative in music over the last few years about um, going independent, ownership. You know, uh, Kanye led a lot of that with the publishing shit. And, and obviously, Russ has been screaming that shit at the top of his head. You know, uh, Tory Lanez just went independent yeah. before he shot Megan in the Feats, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, um, but it's it's kind of been like, you know, I think that we kind of recognize, like, if you have a cult following, if you have fans, like the major label can 
they can throw gasoline on a fire that's already going on, right? Yeah. But the fire is already there. Yeah. So it's like, talk about how important it is and like just like coming into your own as an independent artist again. Like the second go round. Like, how does it feel? Like, how are you like, like is 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 being independent the way for you now moving forward? Would you ever sign another deal or like you know what I mean? Like the second go round, how's it feeling? Uh, I couldn't say I wouldn't sign another deal. Um, in general, I mean, I definitely want to see how this run goes. I don't, you know, I have certain expectations for myself, but I just want, you know what I'm saying? I definitely want to see how it goes and uh, see how I move forward from there. Uh, I am in a good space, you know what I'm saying, with my independent situation. I feel like, especially after this project that, you know what I'm saying, I'll be able to figure out what I want to do. Right. And I expect probably to, you know what I'm saying, get some, some calls in and I'm going to have to make some decisions, but... I don't know. I mean, if it if it makes sense, because I understand uh, if the pro so if the project, I, I, it's not the only project I plan on putting out, by the way. But if this project, you know, what I'm saying, gets the response that I wanted to get, and it kind of shines the light on the the creative and the different ways I can go, and then that sparks an interest in, you know, what I'm saying, a major label or a bigger independent label or whatever that understands that direction and I feel comfortable about them understanding that and I can continue to do what I'm doing with that backing of course because that's how it was when I first went in and it felt that you know what I'm saying confident about I can continue to do what I want to do and it's going to continue to get back the only problem that had happened with the label before was like you're saying with me doing what I wanted to do but then having to show me record be way more successful than anything I did before right. compared to probably some independent artists that had a platinum record before they came in and then you know what I'm saying I had a lot of success but for them they probably still felt like but this record did way bigger so you know what I'm saying we'll put more energy into when you give us that type of stuff if the you know what I'm saying a newer situation is like whatever you want to do blah say blah we'll give you this 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 and that and make it work for me then you know what I'm saying I'm gonna hear them out but also if this project you know what I'm saying Skyrockets and the bag is, you know, what I'm saying crazy. Just like yo, keep, own, keep running just, this shit yeah, up. Might as well keep running it up. I'm not gonna, be, you know, what I'm saying just jump into it if I could, because I understand the system. So it's not like I don't understand how to run my own situation like a major label, or you know, what I'm saying put it together and don't have the relationships, or you know, what I'm saying don't know how to take that bag and reinvest it the right way. So you know, I know how to. Like I've been doing now, I know how to put together this. I know how to shoot videos. I know how to. It's not, you know, I know how to market. And we know how to where to get that. You're self sustaining. TikTok and I mean, yeah, I think with, that that's like the thing, right? Because because really, if you think of the major label shit, the really the thing that they could do is just give you an upfront bag. That's really all it is. And, and that upfront bag, you got to recoup at a shitty rate for the most part. Most yeah. most people, you Some know, people, yeah. but you know, they can, like I said, pour gasoline on the fire. But if you kind of got right. the right partner or you have your shit together on your own like yeah. really what can they do right but mind you anything i'd probably do like with a major label it is gonna be a one and done so yeah it's, like it's, in and I'm out not, yeah i'm not going in for no like three to five five years like like look i got i got i got these records they need infrastructure let's let's see how yeah, it works and yeah, then i'm out and i'll make you guys a bag because i mean i understood that's kind of what i did for the other label with you know what i'm saying getting them such a good enough bag in the beginning I could have, you know what I'm saying, just been off the situation and continue to do something else, and they right. would have succeeded equally because what I gave them was good enough to clear out and, you know what I'm saying, be in the green and dip out. So yeah. they still making that same consistent bread off those records. So, you know what I'm saying, that was a successful deal for It was them. successful. Yeah, I mean, they, they made money. I thought that they <clears throat> they really fumbled that last record of yours, the one with Sweetie and, and Wayne. Yeah, that was fumbled. I, was, I don't know who to blame it on. We jumped on that record so early at real, and yeah, I was like, "Guys, yeah, this is the kidding record. This is like we gotta fucking go right, crazy." And then, right. and then look, I just felt like the label never now. backed it up, right? But I mean, you know, what I'm saying, it always makes me feel good to open the doors, and you know, what I'm saying, be ahead of the curve, and you know, what I'm saying, look at everybody on their bumper now. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, shit, that was really with Sweetie too. Yeah, I was like, okay, you so record could have been. And uh, what's the name? Didn't uh, DA. DA do the beat? Yeah, yeah that was DA smash. did the beat, and 
Yeah, yeah. On that paper, was... on paper, that's a smash. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so, but you've that's had again, a few, that's, but you've I think, had a you know, few of those. If, Even the record you had with Ty <laughs> off your EP a few years ago, I thought yeah. could have been fucking huge. Which was still that was still a big record, but I feel like with the Uso record, I think there were obviously still some things that could have been lined up and probably situated, so it wasn't maybe as rushed out. Is I probably wanted it to be out too Is everybody Like I needed a record out We put this together Boom 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 But probably could have You know what I'm saying I don't know Done something different But the the Thai record You know I think that was still a big A big record for me I think at the time What it was Was Which is weird Because yeah All the fans want A certain situation for me But I think at that time It was a time Maybe when I needed To kind of not switch it up, but just maybe throw something in different right before that. That kind of made them miss that. Right. That sound or that vibe and then come back to it instead of it being maybe something a little too consistent. Right, so right, people right. were kind of like, all right, but like kind of how when Main Chick, which was, wasn't was my move, but how Main Chick came out right after showed me how they weren't able to get to that because they were still here. So like. You know, it's crazy because Main Chick, if you would have, like you said, if you would have had a bridge record in between those two records, Main Chick probably would have been. I mean, Main Chick was a big record. It was still a big record. It was a big record, but, but, but it, it could have been huge. It could have, I think, had its own legs and, and been crazy instead of feeling like a follow-up. Yeah, because people were still playing Show Me. Yeah. Because Show Me researched so well at radio. That was like one of those songs that didn't go away for like a year and a half on the radio because it researched so well. So you drop the follow up and it's like, yo, I'm already playing. I'm still playing the other shit. Yeah. And then and people telling me that to my face was like, yeah, how come how come they didn't know that? <laughs> that was something that somebody that's not something I was Let's supposed be honest, to know. These labels don't know what the that fuck was they're doing. They were supposed time. to know because that's their job. So, you know, yeah, I don't know how they are you finding it um, easier to like because because. Like I said, you came in the game with this crazy fan base. Since you've come back to being independent, you've been dropping a lot more often. Like, I think, was it 2019 you were dropping? It felt like once every month you were putting a new record. We did like one a week. It was a lot of songs. like two months, I think. You were dropping a lot of records. Have you found it um, easier to kind of rehash that fan base and like re like kind of, because I feel like you, you know, be, turning into a superstar Sometimes you lose Those core fans Because they kind of feel like Ah well Yeah You know what I mean Have you found it easier To try to like Bring those guys back Into the fold Or or build that back up A little bit Because now I mean It's certain fans I think that are back To rooting for me Because they feel like I'm the underdog And then You know I, I could feel Like at the end of 2019 When I was Had this idea And making this run And then 2020 happened And the energy kind of shifted a little bit. Of course, of course. Which I like had records lined up and different things, but it's a, it's a timing thing too. Of course. I, I remember having certain records that I felt like were ready to go and it was kind of like, yeah, but not anymore. So then like we're going to have to wait until this one is, you know what I'm saying, give it four or five months and then see if the energy is back ready for it. So that definitely kind of helped. I mean, not helped, but it definitely kind of slowed down my run. But at the same time, I think gave me some more just creative time to, get some stuff together and figure some stuff out. And in the midst of recording this project too, I, I think I was able to open up just getting back into more syncs. Cause I, syncs, I don't know if a lot of people know like movies, movies and like Netflix, TV shows commercials. and commercials and stuff. Those are big. I don't know. Like I've always had a niche with just writing records that just, you know what I'm saying? Resonate over there with that syncing game. And I got back into that and you know what I'm saying? I think I'm on, because what have I done? Like two, I've had like two Fast and Furious movies. We working on another one. They, you know, what I'm saying people were sending Space Jam ideas and this and that, and it was on Trolls and all these different movies was coming out. And I think I, you know, what I'm saying just tap back into just writing for that type of game. And so are I those your records or records you write for? Like, like are those like your records ended up on that stuff, or is it sometimes just stuff that you write that ends up someone else doing them? Or so like. This so I've had a couple different ones. Like sometimes you'll get the list that'll tell you what they need, and mm-hmm. then you get you know what I'm saying to it. Just start writing a bunch of different stuff and send it through. And then I've had records that like there was a record I did <clears throat> on the Ism project for the album yeah. that I lost to a movie sync because you know what I'm saying Ism played it for his people, and they were like, "Yo, that would be perfect for this movie." Mm-hmm. And I was like. Yeah, but that's for my album. So, like, that was another thing that happens where it'll set me back, too. Because I think losing that one record, which I felt like I needed and had a certain sound, set me back. And I had to replace that with, like, 
I need so this if that again. happens does that song then just belong to the movie company yeah so like they are like hey look we're putting this in the movie it's ours if we put it out on the soundtrack cool. yeah so like I sold it to them and then they you know what I'm saying through you know what I'm saying whoever they wanted a couple different rappers on right. there maybe had somebody re-sing the hook blah 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 and then you know what I'm saying I sent it to me I added some stuff or you should put some ad libs here you know what I'm saying we still work on the record together but once it's theirs it's theirs to do it you know what I'm saying they went for the movie. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I think the scene game is a, a part of the game that a lot of artists don't understand or, like, understand even how to get involved in that. Because you'll hear some records, you'll be like, man, this should be great on a movie or something. I don't even yeah. think people understand that world. It's like, it feels like a different world. Right, because the movies, the sports is big for me. Like, I had the uh, the Dodger championship mm-hmm. song and the song that they play for and the that's commercial a bag? For the, uh, series opener. Yeah. So the Dodgers just... Shoot a bag, you know what I'm saying? Some tickets maybe. <laughs> uh, but uh, Shout out to Ill Will. You know, shout out there. Ill Will. And then, uh, so like I get those. I've had different, you know what I'm saying, like championship spots, video games. Like all that stuff is real fun to me. Like I, that was something that growing up I always wanted. So like I always wanted to have a song on the radio, but then like I got a song in a video game. That's yeah, the video game shit is like, because we always be playing Madden or 2K. Yeah. And it's, or even like Tony Hawk when I was growing up. Like all them songs like you knew by heart. By heart, bro. It's Even still songs I know from Tony records. at all. It's songs I know from like Dave Mirror that I've never yeah, played. Yeah, because it's, it's like you play the game so much. You're like, oh, this <laughs> yeah, shit is crazy. Yeah, playing while I was walking around singing these songs. Friends like, what is this? Yeah, Did you play playing. the new Tony Hawk like remastered edition that came out? Nah, okay. So I want to. I had, to st- I had to step back from the video games for a minute. You was diving I, in. I'm, I'm bad. When, once I dive in, I dive in, and then it kind of especially takes during away. a pandemic. Especially during a pandemic. So for me, I had to step back from the video games, especially while I was doing this project, because I was, I got lost in there, locked. What in game? Again. Uh, I play, of course, 2K. So 2K got the whole story mode. So yeah, once yeah. you get locked into that, you be, you're him. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here living hoop dreams. And then I, anything fighting game, like UFC is my joint. Uh, you know, Call of Duties. I play all the regular games. The ones I get locked in on be like the Batman, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man's I crazy. I rock the Switch. Super Mario's is all yeah. fire. But I had to step back for a second. Now, all those so Batman Arkham series games are fucking fire. Fire. Those are like my some of my favorite games ever. That's the la- that's when I found out I had a problem. I think I went like a month in. I was like, yeah, I've been playing this every day. You get <laughs> I had every did single you get the new con- any of the new consoles, the PS5s or anything? PS5, uh, I don't rock with Xbox. Yeah, yeah I don't Xbox touch trash. Xbox, man. Nah. You know, I'm not going to lie, they, though. PS5, they ain't got no games yet, just yeah. like they did not, with the PS4. Not, yeah, neither of them got games yet. It's like, yeah. bro, I told my son he was so hyped to get. I mean, I got a bunch during Christmas, but I was like, yo, you realize, like, there's no games yet. That's what they did with PS4 last time. It was like you get Call of Duty, 2K, yeah, Spider Man, yeah, and like it's two other games, and then you gotta wait six months. We bro, gotta wait to the no summer. No fucking games. You gotta wait to the summer. And man. like low key, the I mean, the graphics are better, but unless you got that crazy TV, yeah. like if you just got a normal 4K TV, you barely can notice the difference. The difference, right? You gotta have like a ill ass TV with this type of. Rep. My boy was breaking it down. He's like, look. For you to really like notice the jump in graphics, you got to really have like a fucking three, four thousand R TV. Low yeah, key. just to notice the, the difference. I could imagine it's somebody who bought a PS5 on oh, some my son's in his TV. room on a 32 inch fucking 1080p TV. Like, yeah, the graphics look better. I'm like, they look the same, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, bro. I, I mean, same game, my guy. Yeah, it's like pretty much the same fucking yeah. thing. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, yo, so you've sold over 15 million records through your career. Like I said, I'm bad with the numbers, but that sounds yeah, that sounds good. That's a lot. <laughs> so if I could count, like that is that's that's man, blessing. Do you ever like reflect on like that's a lot, bro? Like some people never go platinum in their life. Yeah, fifteen million is is a number that you could stop making music tomorrow and be like, man, I sold right. fifteen million records in life. You ever like think like shit, that, like, like U.S. Worldwide, I don't know because the thing is too that that Fifth Harmony record. Hopefully, it'll go diamond at some point in my life, and I'll be like, I'm part of a diamond record. How, how many? I feel like they're like. Seven million worldwide. Or How many or records did that? Period. Yeah, I'm about to say know. that's crazy. It might be diamond worldwide, but it's like that record was probably one of the big. I need to update that plaque. I probably only got the two million one. <laughs> Damn. Got but like no, but like you know, that's a lot, man. That's a big. That's a big career. I mean, you know, and for you to still keep going. But do you ever reflect, like, yo, like everything I've done so far, it's it's, it's impressive, man. I know sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's like probably easy to like. Second guess yourself or doubt yourself when you ain't the hottest artist anymore. Yeah. But like, bro, like you've had like 
a crazy run so far. No, I get. I definitely get time to reflect on it more now, and I think back like, yeah, nice little run. Especially when I think about the years in. So like, I look at other guys and how how long they actually been in the game, mm-hmm. and I think about like when my first project dropped and when people actually start paying attention, like. 2014, 2015, like, you know what I'm saying, wasn't, like, that long ago compared to some people who've been in the game for, like, 20, 25 years. I feel like I still got, you know what I'm saying, some grinding that I could do. I feel like I still got some time of success, especially when I see, like, a lot of the old heads still just doing big things later in their career. It's like, like a oh, lot I of got mad time. Multiple runs. Multiple runs. I've yeah. seen so many people have just multiple legendary runs. You've seen, like, Fat Joe Keep coming out. Fat Joe. <laughs> Perfect example. Fat Joe keep coming out. Gucci Mane to keep coming out with something crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those are people that, you know, you look up and you're like, 2 chains still coming out. Like, everybody. Even like someone independent like Freddie Gibbs. Like, Freddie Gibbs. Freddie you Gibbs know what I'm saying? So that's the thing, too. You He's see people who've been. On a whole been, run right now that's crazy. Right. People who you've seen. years in. Maybe slow down or you didn't think was getting what they needed to get as far as respecting and getting nominated for Grammys and stuff. That makes you, you have no choice but to feel inspired and motivated. Like, oh, I got that time to yeah. figure stuff out not saying i'm just sitting back but it's like i got time to still you know what i'm saying thrive so have you felt the narrative i know you you know you're you, you pay attention but like there's been memes and shit like what happened to kid ink yeah. like kid ink fell off yeah is that something that bothers you or is it something that motivates you or do you even pay attention to it it's a little bit of both the reason it bothers me is because i feel like like we were talking about having certain you know what i'm saying things aligned I'll feel like I've had somebody say, you know, when you dropping something new, and then for me, I'll be like, I just dropped something new two weeks ago. Mm. How did did what made that count is new for you, or or me taking it serious? Is this was a record I wanted to put out, or is this is you just think I'm just throwing stuff out? Like you know, so I think it's definitely still up to me, I guess to, I guess put that energy into certain records, but you know, it it'll bother me to an extent of. I don't want nobody thinking I'm chilling right, at right, the right. crib. Like, you know, working. I'm, I'm blessed, but I'm not ever content with just sitting at the crib and collecting we just going on vacations royalties. and we collecting all these royalties and da, 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 And it's like, nah, I'm at the crib working, constantly thinking, being creative, trying to figure out what's something new I could do, where everything is going, especially because I'm somebody who doesn't really like sit back on my old records and look at them and think about, you know what I'm saying? Right, oh, right, this right. is something I need to redo again or what if this would have done this? I'm I'm always moving forward. So, like, people will come over to the crib and hear everything I got stashed in a can. They'll be like, why you did it? But it's, you know what I'm saying, figuring everything out and just getting, not wanting that to happen where people are overlooking records is definitely, you know what I'm saying, it puts me in that place like, all right, I don't want to just put this out. And I know it's a smash, but it seems like, you know what I'm saying, I got to figure out the way to get back in people's face or build the momentum the right way so where, they just automatically is back to clicking, and then they go, "Oh, that's crazy!" Instead of being like just not hearing it. I think it's just consistency, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, think it's like, yo, you drop this project, just keep dropping, bro. That with the songs and the videos, the and singles that's the thing. and videos. I got this project done. I think I had already. I know you guys have been shooting hella videos with Matty J. Shooting videos with my bro Matty J. Uh, I had already started another like EP kind of project that's gonna be with somebody else doing like a mix of you know, not really hip-hop but something just more i think a little bit more worldly mm-hmm. type music and then i plan on dropping probably up and away too this year by that summer hopefully and then uh what's up with the, uh, is the rumor a rumor joint coming soon the rumor record is definitely coming soon we just getting everything together that's definitely uh one of those ones that was a a big record that needs some some clearances and it's going to take some business time but i think everything is set in stone i got a couple things i need to finish on the mixing side of things because i'm real hands-on with that so i got the session at the crib probably you know what i'm saying tweak some stuff but it's already lined up to you know what i'm saying go i just gotta hit my deadline if there's an artist that's watching this that's on the come up would you give them advice to stay independent or go with a major let's say they got a little bit of momentum it's different for different artists. Everyone's di- situation is different, but yeah, because there's certain artists who I never think should go to a major, and there's certain ones who I think need to go to a major so they get the looks. So who do you think like 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 t- talk about the type of artist you think would need to go to a major and or should stay independent? Uh, like an example, 
I think like from my perspective, if you have like a song that goes viral, but you really don't have a following, yeah, like you might want to go the major route, right? Right. Because then you they'll maximize that record because that record okay. might be the only opportunity you have. Right. Let's say like that board in the house kid, right? Uh huh. Okay. He had that record that went viral. Yeah. I haven't heard from him since, but he uh-huh. signed a deal and then they put the tiger on the remix and. I think that was probably a smart play for him. Now, Definitely a smart play. If it's somebody who's got a crazy following, right? Like Russ or somebody, or let's whoever. use let's use like Blast as an example. Blast, like so should is Blast he, is he signed to a major? No, he's he got a partnership should. with Red with Rebel Music. I think that that's somebody probably who's really dope and will succeed doing their independent thing. But if he was signed to a major, could he be, be way a bigger. worldwide artist? Absolutely. So you think, or like that's like saying if 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 Roddy Rich didn't sign to a major or just stayed independent, do I think, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, I think Roddy Rich at a major is. So you think Blast at a major, just B- get, Blast at a Blast at a major is essentially what to solidify him as a superstar. Yeah, yeah, I I think so because he that's has fair. those type of records that I think get overlooked that are way that are huge. You know what I'm saying? Or, or you know what I'm saying? Radio ready or just a single that everyone will like just because it, it sounds. Sonically just good nah, So Blast is an alien Have you worked with Have you got to link with him at all No I feel I like you guys Were the catch yeah, vibe I think so I, I was definitely a fan uh, Early and then You know what I'm saying I'm somebody too Cause it's like I'll be a fan of people And then Once they get like Their wave going I'll hit people up And be like Congrats to this and that And then I don't I, I feel like I'll be seeming Like the person Who hopped on the wave Right More right, so right. than I'm just like Seeing it like From the outside Like dang I watched you grind up I remember when I was The only person listening to you And then I hit you And then you might think Like dang They just trying to right. Hop on the wave Have you reached but, out to Blast? Uh, I don't Remember if I reached out to Blast I know I follow him I feel like I might have Sent Blast a DM or something Or Because I work I got a record be, with Bino Bino's crazy Yeah I got a record with Bino right now And uh, I remember That's kind of where I heard Blast Was from yeah, Bino Him and tape, Bino had yeah. a record so, uh, but now nah, I planned on reaching out. You know what I'm saying? I was letting it just. That might be a vibe. You and Blast? Nah, I think that'd be easy vibe. Cause I, I hear, when I hear it, I hear already what I would, would do and how comfortable that would be. Hey, so. he's working, man. I know he works with Mozzie a lot. You know, yeah. obviously him and Bino got, I think they're working on a follow up to their tape, but you know, he's going crazy right yeah, now. No, he's definitely going crazy. It's dope to see that. For sure. So. Yeah, yeah. That'd be, that'd be wild. That'd be, that might be like. Yeah. That has to happen. Yeah, I think that has to happen. I've been honestly, I was thinking about it. Like, like if you're gonna come back with like one of them R and B type records, it's got to be blast. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have head hooked that up. Yeah, that'd mm-hmm. be crazy. That would be fire. Though. Um, well, look, the album is out Friday. Friday, Thursday night, midnight Thursday. But actually, this will come out next Monday, so the album will already be out. Actually, I don't know when this is gonna come out. I'm gonna ask Will when he wants us to drop this because we might drop anyway. it Friday. Yeah, but you know, it'll be out. I'm out. Alive. Album out. Album out. Uh, alive. Thirteen records. Uh, three already out. So ten brand new records y'all never heard. Videos um, coming. Videos coming. I got a uh, you know what I'm saying night and day video drop day of the album, and then I wanted to stack up a bunch of videos. Uh, I got a couple different promo videos for some of the records, but I kind of want to take that first week and see what people. Or rocking with and mm. make sure I give them that first you can one first. Kind of see the, and the metrics go. and be like, all right, this is what they're fucking with. Yeah, like this already- is what they want to see a video to right, right now, and then go back to just doing a video for everything. By the way, um, did you ever find out who fucking got in your house? Um, I don't. I didn't find out who got in my house. I know what they look like. No, I've seen I've seen the screenshots. Yeah, I just but, didn't know uh, if like anything ever came of that. Did you ever get any of your shit back or? Nah, they were hitting houses like in your neighborhood, right? Yeah, they was. They had a whole little thing going on, and then you know the police came to the crib. They ain't doing it, shit. They thought I did it. Like yeah, damn, near. Like, they it was, was an insurance they, policy. Yeah, they was giving me the talk, and I, I I almost got hot with them in the crib. And then uh, after that, they had like some some uh, I don't even know what the fuck you call them. Some police officer, whoever. F- some agent, detective, or detective. Something. There we go. I'm fucking police. Some detective that was supposed to call me and uh, give me the rundown of what was going on and updates. And then every time I tried to hit them up, there Nothing. was never no updates like that. And I wasn't trying to really keep up with the police Bro, like that, so I just kind of let it go. These fools. I got jacked. They jacked my whip. I I, w- I was at the bank. Someone followed me out of the bank. I'd stopped at the UPS store. 
while I was in the UPS store, this fool blew out my back window, took 15 grand in cash out of my trunk. The cops had their car and they could have like the license plate was like fuzzy, yeah. but they could have figured it out. Yeah. They had video of the girl who followed me out of the bank and got in that car. Yeah. And I'd never heard. I'm like, bro, did y'all even try to get my shit back? To like, be honest, the, the, I tried way harder than them for that first week. And me too. I felt like I had got to a point where. It I'm made, the one who got the footage because yeah. I went. I went to the gas station right. that I stopped at, and I had to chip off the guy. I said, "Look, give me the footage because like, they had to follow me here because I went here before I went to the other spot where I got robbed, and I had to give. I gave the cops the footage. Like I got the footage. Y'all well, that was right. That's the same thing I did. I gave cops more footage, and I went to the neighbors, and it was like pointless. It bro. was one of those things where they were supposed to be able to go through some other people's cameras in the neighborhood and they be didn't. able to spot. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I saw the car, but I couldn't see no plates. And then right, 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 right. the way that they dip, it's a, it's a whole run. They got a whole route out the neighborhood, through the neighborhood where they don't have to. They knew the what they were streets, doing. Go straight to the freeway. I lost like, I lost like five chains. I think my girl lost like two chains. Did you have insurance? Bracelet. Um, to be honest, I did have insurance, but they wasn't covering that. They didn't cover it? Nah. They didn't cover anything? Uh uh-uh. Oh, that's some bullshit. Yeah, I had paperwork and all that shit. And I I went through, you know what I'm saying, everything I needed to go through, but they wasn't covering it. Learning experience, man. Yeah, I learned from it. Yeah, well, look, Kid Ink, appreciate you coming through. New album. Hey, let's, let's, um, for the radio show, introduce a record, man. Which one we gonna do? Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, It'll be two out. Whichever one you are gonna have clean for me. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, just, just. I need to give you that today, too. All right, uh, Yo, what's up? This your boy Kid Ink right here, and this is my new record, Red Light, off the project Alive. You already know what it is. Ooh, we in here, baby alumni, back game, one time, Bullet Kid. Whoop, whoop. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.